This is the Run In My Mouth Friday Funny, where it's funny because fill in the blank. I'm your host, Carly Sauer, aka Coach Carly, and today's podcast is a dynamic warm-up of relatable content to kickstart your weekend. Have a laugh, have an ugh, so true kind of moment, or even think to yourself, man, she is out of her mind. However it lands, that's the point. Hope you enjoy it. Happy weekend. And don't forget to leave your hopefully five-star review on your preferred podcast listening platform before you cool down and X out. Have you ever caught yourself saying to someone, I'd love to, but I just don't have the time? Or, oh gosh, I wish I had the time. Or, I need more hours in the day. Or, wow, where did the time go? (laughs) You get the point, right? Time is weird. It's a crazy construct. It's something that we can't fully explain as a layman. It just happens. We all are on the same. Uh, wavelength, if you will, in terms of we all use seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks and months and years and all of that sort of stuff. But when it comes down to really truly utilizing your time and making time well spent always, it's very difficult and it can certainly turn to very stressful very quickly. So my focus here is talking about time in terms of owning our own priorities for every decision that we decide to make instead of using time as a scapegoat. It's very, very easy to say, I want to, but I don't have time, or I wish I had the time. But in reality, you are just choosing to do other things, right? You're choosing to occupy your time doing other things where that person who's asking you to come over or do them a favor or hang out or whatever it is, they deserve the truth. They deserve to know that you are just prioritizing something else over them. And that's fine. I think the world would be a much better place and a much more understood place if we could all just be, I don't want to say be adults, but if we could all just own our shit. Just be a grown-up about it and tell someone precisely what's going on. Uh, There's so many gray areas and you know arguments and issues that that come about because people can't just tell you what's in their brain or tell you how they're feeling. And a lot of times, I think people are just sheltering other people, whether it be friend, foe, family, whatever it is. Uh, of getting their feelings hurt or having that really awkward moment in a conversation. But just have some respect for the person on the other side and tell them what's going on and allow them to handle it, right? Allow them to deal with it and figure it out and work through it. And the worst that could happen is a difficult conversation, right? But with the difficult conversations come beautiful growth, beautiful, beautiful I mean, growth is the best way to say it, is on the other side of difficult conversations. And relationships relationships really don't get very deep or real or raw or lasting without some sort of difficulty or adversity or something that you have to work through together. Um, think about people who you're really close to. There probably have been times where 
that relationship was strained for some reason. And now, where are you? If it's still strained, what kind of responsibility can you take to work through that? Or is it your responsibility as to why that relationship is strained? I can think of a few relationships in my own life that have had really tough conversations recently and some have gone great where there's been growth and further conversation and some have just come to a bit of a stalemate right where i personally need to turn to prayer or um you know just just time to really understand how to move forward and what the next step is or could be in terms of the next conversation right or the next interaction but the one thing that has really held true and steadfast and that I feel very secure and comfortable and um, confident with is that I have produced nothing but honesty and transparency. And so, again, in that comes this this weird, awkward, gray, could go really good, could go really bad type of an area. And probably to a fault of my own. I always <laughs> expect that things are going to go really well. I'm always prepared for it not to, but sometimes it goes a lot worse than expected. And then, you know, you have to just take pause and take deep breaths and just sort of slow down a little bit. And, you know, this is right here. This kind of turns to my tone where it's like, okay, all right. Like, wasn't expecting that, but here we are. Um, and so how do we proceed, right? How do we proceed together? What, uh, you know, is the next thing that each of us should say, or what is our next actionable step together, right? How do we move forward from this in an action phase? So if we're not going to speak anymore, or if this conversation isn't going very well, like, what do we do next time? And um, you know, for me, that is a very reasonable and logical approach. Is it easy? Is it something that works in every situation? Absolutely not, because it takes two to tango. You can't just like have a conversation with yourself, right? And expect <laughs> growth to come out of that. So in terms of how all of this honesty and truth and transparency and all this really relates to the concept of time. If you have a situation in front of you, let's say a good friend of you really wants to get together and keep saying, we should get together. We should get together. Oh my gosh, we should get together. Okay, fine. She, let's say your, your good friend has, um, you know, one one baby and a dog and a full-time job and a husband who also works full-time. So that's what's on her plate amidst the, the other chaos in life, right? Everything else. For you, you've got three kids, no pets, and a husband who works full-time. So you're each looking at the situation. You're looking at it as she only has one kid. You have three. You're like, I'm in over my head. I'm always busy. I can never keep up. I'm driving here, driving there, activities, different bedtimes, different foods. Like the whole day is just absolute chaos. Your husband's never home because he's working, just all the things, right? You feel like everything's mounting up. You're redoing your house. 
So you've got, you know, construction and contractors and all the things. And you look at her and you're like, what is she doing? Like, she needs to, you know, figure out a time and let's just make this happen. Or how does she expect me to do it on a weeknight? Like, that's crazy. I guess that's what happens when you only have a baby, right? You have all these thoughts running through your head. Now, your friend, on the other hand, is looking at you like she doesn't even work. Like I work a full-time job and I have a baby and my husband's working full-time. I also have the dog. I need to coordinate all this stuff. Like, how is this ever going to work? So instead of sort of throwing barbs and assumptions back and forth, it's a much better idea just to have a conversation, just to chat with each other. Like, hey, this is what's going on for me. And this is what I have the capacity to do. This is what I can't do. This is what I don't even have time to think about doing. All of those things. And okay, in that, again, take a step back. Just tell someone what you're doing with your time and what's important to you. So this is where I'm at. This is what's going on for me. This is what I'm choosing to do with my time. This is what I can handle with my time. This is what's important to me, that sort of thing. If somebody has a problem with your priorities, when your priorities are in line, I guess you could say, with how you want your life to look and and it's helping you get towards your own personal and familial goals, then that person maybe just needs to take a step out of your life for this moment. Maybe you can re- reunite in the future. Some other time you'll cross paths again. Life is just way too short to really waste your time, right? For lack of a better term, on forcing things. And if you are trying to be as honest and transparent and forthcoming and truthful with your counterpart about time, and your time and how you're using your time and your priorities and they just aren't respecting it, aren't understanding it, aren't making an effort to understand it, then at that moment, you're really doing all that you can. And the only other step you can take is either to sacrifice your own health and well-being by going above and beyond out of a realm of capacity that you have, and then other areas of your life are going to suffer because of that, or you take that step back, take that deep breath and give it all some space. Uh, In my opinion, giving space is like the hardest thing because I like to control situations in my own life so that things do align with what I want and how I want and all of that sort of stuff. So taking that step back and allowing time and space is very, very difficult Um, because I feel like I'm missing out, especially with my children. So whether it be with family or friends, when there is something out of whack or out of sync, and it's, in my opinion, affecting the children the most, because they're losing that precious time. They're losing time to get to know someone who's important to me, or they're losing time to, you know, take a family vacation or, or go see good friends or whatever it is. It's it's really sad and really depressing to me, right? That's my own view. Other people find it very freeing and very, um, you know, not stressful because you're removing yourself. Like there's been this whole movement in the last few years where 
if something's not serving you, you leave it. So like, let's say, um, right, this whole like political thing has been a big political issue in the last, I don't know what year are we in 2023. So, you know, eight, nine years, whatever, has been a big, a big political issue where if someone doesn't align with you politically, you just cut them off. You don't deal with them. You don't go to Thanksgiving with your parents because they don't agree with you, or you don't talk to your sibling because they don't agree with you. I have the complete opposite view of that, where I think that those disagreements or challenging point of views deserve a conversation. That's the only way we're going to grow and get better, literally as humans, right? Is by having conversations with people who don't agree with us, with people who have different backgrounds than us, who believe different things, because then you learn and your eyes are opened, your world is expanded. And, and then we find ways to have commonality and we can celebrate the things that do make us different in a respectful way. So you're not forcing somebody to believe exactly what you believe. Like by and large, who cares what they believe, right? As long as they're good, a good person, they're helping you, they're not harming you, they're taking care of their own you know, family and way of life. By and large, again, sweeping generalization, like what's the problem with that in my own view? Like, I don't care how you live your life in your house, you do what you do. And as long as everyone's happy and healthy and you know, prosperous and being a contributing member to society and making our, our way of life function, that's great. Like do your thing, you know? But a lot of people lately have just felt quite the opposite, right? Again, where if you don't agree with me, you have a diff- you know an opposing view, a differing view, a different way of living your life. Instead of having those conversations and instead of being able to have a tone very similar to mine right now, where you know there's no yelling, there's no shouting, there's no name calling, no barbs thrown, just having an intellectual adult conversation, people have just been turning away. And for me, that's wildly unnatural. My nature is to have the conversation, to go the level deeper, to figure it out, again, to find a solution. And so with that, you have to tell your counterpart what's going on and how your priorities are going to affect each other, right? In terms of of finding those commonalities and being able to celebrate the differences. When you have someone who says, I need more hours in the day, or someone who struggles to get a handle on time, without making a really snide remark of, you have the same hours in the day as Beyonce, or even the queen has the same hours in the day as you do. Just silly stuff like that, where you're comparing somebody's everyday life to like a celebrity who has people working for them and all of that. It's just, it's just not the same. Unless somebody's goal is to be that person or do exactly what that person did. It just, it's not relatable. It's just not on par and it doesn't do anything to serve the situation. It, it really just causes a detriment there. So instead of that, offer the person some help. Just say, you know, do you need tips on organizing or do you need a to-do list? Here's this great one I found on Amazon or 
Do you need a planner? This is the planner that I use all the time, like an agenda. Or have you tried a family calendar? Like having a family whiteboard calendar in the kitchen where everyone can look at it is really helpful. Or, you know, um, a push pin board. What are those called? A cork board. Why don't you get a cork board where you guys put all your stuff on there, um, you know, to organize schedules and all of that. And then everyone can just reference it or in, so instead of critiquing someone, criticizing someone, looking down on someone, downplaying somebody's stressors, try to offer some helpful solutions and give any tips or tricks to that person that work for you. If you're also head underwater, barely breathing, then you can talk about it together. And you can even just share this little Friday funny podcast if you if you'd like to, just to let people know that it's a common issue. It's a common thing. I am someone who is extremely intentional, extremely organized with my time. I literally have like two different planners I write in. I have another little notebook where I take notes. I have, you know, schedules for everything. We have a whiteboard calendar in the kitchen. I recently bought my husband an actual to-do list that sits on his desk with organized sections because I just, anytime I go in his office, it like stresses me out to see where he writes his handwritten notes. And I'm like, I don't even understand how your brain can like process that. And I'm the one who has the scatterbrain brain. Like I love chaos and then organizing the chaos. He does not function like that at all. And so I was like, you need some sort of help. So here's an early Christmas gift. Uh, It would be a stocking stuffer, but let's just pretend stockings are opened in, in November, right? So just like offer someone something that works for you. Give them that help. Try to employ the deep breath method. I am a huge, huge, huge believer in breathing techniques, in nasal breathing over mouth breathing, in deep, long breaths and holding them. Just anything is going to help you regulate your nervous system and just, I mean, genuinely just calm your mind. You don't have to meditate. You can just do a minute, literally one minute of of some deep breathing and you can find some success with that. And if you do run into someone also who is pushing back and doesn't want your help and gives you more of those pushbacks that say, I'd love to, but I just don't have the time or I wish I had the time or something like that, or I'm so strapped for time, then maybe just give them the space just to sort of live in that chaos and return to it another time where maybe they're a little less flustered and can help you. Um, I was in a conversation with one of my sisters the other day and I expressed that I was feeling a little overwhelmed and a little crazed because I just had so much to do. My to-do list was mounting and the job just kept piling up and, you know, my husband was traveling. I was like, I just, it's, it's, I'll be fine, but I really need to just like wrap my head around everything that's going on. And now here we are a couple of days later and I'm totally at ease with it. By that night, I was deep breathed through the day and I don't want to say I was totally at ease, but I felt a lot better. So when you hear anything referenced about time, whether it's your own narrative in your own head, somebody saying it to you, you catch yourself saying it to somebody else. I urge you to really take ownership of your priorities and how you are choosing to use your time. What are your priorities? 
if you know you need to do a task, what have you just chosen all day that day to do rather than that task or all week or all month? There are certain things, home projects, whatever, that we just put off for months and months and months. And it makes sense to do that because you have a family to take care of, yourself to look after. Daily life happens. Maybe you have work. Again, you have pets. You have a partner, all these things. Maybe your family, someone in your family is sick or you're trying to spend more time with your family. Like that home project can wait. And most likely it is waiting. But if it's something that's pretty urgent, like again, any of the things that I just listed and you're putting it off because you feel like sitting on the couch because you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're probably feeling stressed and overwhelmed because you're not taking care of these urgent items. So we've said this before in two different episodes on this podcast, but if something takes five minutes or less, just do it. As unpleasant or stupid and awful as it is, just do it. Just do it. Take your time. Five minutes. It'll be gone before you know it. As I, as I said in our last episode, if something takes 30 minutes, even 30 minutes, 30 minutes out of your day is nothing. It's like you hear trainers say all the time, oh, it's just an hour out of your day to work out. Like, yeah, but that hour in, com- in combination with getting ready, getting someone, you know, childcare for your kids, showering afterward, changing into an outfit, before you know it, it turns into two or three hours. So you know, my approach to training and especially postpartum clients who have a new baby or young children, you have to be very gracious with how you organize that time and how long the actual workout is, because there's so much that goes into getting even just that 15 or 20 minutes to yourself. Me trying to record today's episode, (laughs) I think I got split up into one, two, three, four different segments, just trying to get this few minutes out with a kid not napping, a dog starting to bark and wake up another kid, contractor coming back from the store, needing me to let him back in the house, someone ringing the doorbell. I mean, it's like, there's always something, right? There's always something. Sure. It's great to like work on my own time and work from home and all these things. But again, prioritize time, prioritize the moment, figure out what is important and you've got to stack them together. You'll figure out a way to get things done that you truly want done. If you are passionate about something, you will find a way. Age old adage here, where there's a will, there's a way.